Welcome to TradFi to DeFi, a community-driven podcast about crypto and decentralized finance. This is Tyler Sherwin, and I'm joined by John Tejan. Together, our goal is to teach, encourage, and inspire you to seize opportunities in this emerging world of DeFi. Let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the TradFi to DeFi podcast. My name is Tyler Sherwin, and I'm joined by my co-host, John Tejan. And John, I'm really excited today because we actually have our first guest on the TradFi to DeFi podcast. Yes, How about that? Breaking new ground on the podcast, so I'm looking forward to this episode. Yeah, so our guest is Dustin Douglas, who is a partner at Octopi Capital. And I've known, known Dustin for about a year now, um, and he was one of our first members of the TradFi to DeFi community. And I can still remember our initial call with him. So Dustin, welcome to the show. We are so glad to have you. How are you feeling today? Feeling great, man. It's always good to talk with you guys. Yeah, so uh, Dustin, you've joined all of our Friday calls pretty much consistently. I, I don't think there's hardly ever a Friday that goes by where Dustin is not in the call. Um, and we love having you in there. You, have, you bring so many insights to the group. And so I think it was, it's only fair for us to share some of that really cool stuff that you're working on with the rest of the group. Uh, and we'll just go ahead and get started. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, Dustin. How did you get started in crypto? Yeah, um, it's a great story. Uh, so I've run a few hedge funds and um, when I was at one of the hedge funds and, and around 2016, um, you know, I was always a guy who, who was mining Ethereum in my own apartment. And, and I remember some of the partners walked in one day and they were like, uh, they looked at me and they said, what are you what are you trying to do you're trying you're trying to build a bomb and i said no no guys i'm, I'm mining ethereum there's this new cryptocurrency it's gonna be great um and you know they kind of rolled their eyes at me or like all right let's let's go let's go out to dinner grab our drinks whatever it is but it stuck with them and so when our investors started to knock on the door uh you know and asking us inquiring about what's our crypto strategy are we thinking about it what are we doing in, in, in the space um you know the, the partners naturally looked at me and said hey you know, you you know about this stuff. You're excited about this stuff. You know, uh, how what should we do? So I spent some time putting together a uh, a, a cryptocurrency uh, hedge fund that that was to be our sister fund. Um, ultimately, we decided not to pursue that um, as a firm. But I was very. Uh, but at that point in time, you know, before I was spending my weekends diving into crypto, and then. Getting the ability to spend, you know, a couple of months just diving into the the infrastructure and 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 the possibilities of crypto, I realized that this is something that I should really do. One of my uh, mentors first taught me. Uh, he, he told me that you rather have a small suit on the rocket ship than a throne on the Titanic, and I really took that to heart. You know, and so with that, I started thinking to myself, you know, um, you know, we see the program programmatic trading already on the street. We are looking at how crypto can can get, you know, T plus zero on settlement dates and just really um, solve a lot of pain points there. I mean, look at you look at the the back office of these these large uh, banks. You know, it's sixteen plus billion dollars a year. You know, uh, of overhead that can be compressed um, almost to zero. And so I started thinking to myself, where would the need really be and how will be a great entrance into crypto? So as I was already mining, uh, you know, I, and I had a lot of contacts within the space. So we were able to get some of the, uh, what was the, the famed S9, the uh, Bitmain 
uh, ant miners at a, at a at a wholesale rate at the time where they were being sold for six six thousand dollars a piece. We were getting them for I think fifteen hundred or something like that. And um, and so for their birthday uh, birth of business, and so we were purchasing miners and and, and running them, and uh, and I was hoping to take care of that for all of my my clients. I was really fortunate. Some of my partners became my uh, one of my largest uh, clients in the mining business. And from there, uh, you know, I met some guys who were interested in getting into the cryptocurrency uh, data center business. You know, they already owned a, a legacy data center and wanted to, to know who are these crazy guys running in and just buying up all the power. And so as I was helping them out and uh, working on half of them to, to frame their marketing and their, and their products um, and, and, and their, their value proposition, you know, I was offered partnership. And uh, from there, I've reintegrated my, my machines into, uh, into the business. And from there, you know, I ran treasury operations, et cetera, et cetera, um, until it is that now we're in talks to be acquired. And I'm back, uh, back thinking about what's going to be my next big thing. And from there, you know, uh, throughout this entire journey, I know we've all spoken for a few times. You guys have, have seen uh, a lot about my, my trading background and, and uh, et cetera, and I decided that as I do not have an engineering background, um, I, I'm much more competent when it comes to finance and, and, and working on internal investments. And so that's where it is. That, that's my next big, uh, big thing. Justin, uh, or Dustin, excuse me. One of the interesting things that I heard you talk about, and I think it'd be interesting for the people that listen to the podcast, is that the opportunity found you but you were prepared for the opportunity when it found you. You know, you were already in the space. It wasn't a job. It was just the thing you were doing and the opportunity found you. And I, I think that's a good, good point to make to people that are looking to get into the, the businesses is be prepared and the opportunities will find you. Do you, you find that common? I do. I do. Um, if, yeah, one phrase I say all the time is that uh, luck is the residue of hard work, right? And so the harder you work, the more you keep yourself curious and developing your skills. And really just going after your passion, you know, it, it, it's, and I think that's, I think we all can can and talk about that. I, you know, Farmer John, I know you, you like farming. And now, boom, now you're, you're you know, I, I would dub a, a farming expert. You know, uh, I know none of us are experts when it comes to crypto insofar that uh, it moves so fast and we're always behind the curve. But we're always fighting to get the, the, to become, uh, you know, superiorly uh, competent. But it, it's, you know, follow that curiosity, work very hard and, uh, you know, you'll, you'll make it. Yeah, so you, you had talked about that journey from your early stages of, of just mining because you had this interest. I'm curious, like, how long ago was that? And what was that initial thing that drew you to this idea of, of mining this imaginary money that's on the internet? Like, what was that initial spark? And how long ago was this? Is this like 2015, 2014? I think this was around maybe 2015, 2016. Um, it was, I, you know, people were talking about mining Bitcoin. It was this new thing. And I, and I, I was like, oh, you know, I'm not that... Not first, to, to be completely honest, I initially they told me I thought it was the dumbest idea. And I was like, what is this, <laughs> a, a Venmo situation or, you know, PayPal? 
But then the more you start thinking about it and the more you start realizing the, the how analogous it is to things that we're already doing and you break that psychological barrier, then it becomes, it, it makes a lot more sense. And I, I'm sure we've all have, have, have seen, have, have experienced that phenomenon. And, um, and so I've always been a computer guy. Um, you know, my first first position, I, I was at Best Buy selling computers. Uh, I was a uh, the network guy at my at my college, uh, Georgetown, and uh, I was like setting up networks. And you know, I was apparently just Key Squad, and I've always been Key Squad to my family and friends, essentially. And um, and so, you know, when I saw that, it was a way for me to 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 really dust off some of those old skills. Um, and I just saw as is the axis of all these things that I loved, right? You have computers, you have you have people and economics, and you have the whole financial structure behind it and trading. And I thought to myself, this 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 is this is something that's kind of fun. So I followed that passion, followed that interest there, and 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 you know, I just thought to myself um, when I looked at mining, you know, I thought you're always going to be long in the commodity. And so I realized that, look, if I can run a, a few of these, uh, you know, a few of these towers and I can reduce, you know, X amount of, of Bitcoin or Ethereum per day, um, overall, you know, I'll always be, that investment would go further than, it would go farther than um, me just outright purchasing the crypto. And so that's, that was my, my thought process for when I realized that, you know, these machines, especially when you look at, on video cards, you know, they, they can last four to five years and, and you can always resell them. So the depreciation of them is much more muted than anything such as, you know, a car or, I mean, you know, a shirt, you know, almost anything. Um, so I thought it was a really great opportunity to kind of get in there and, and low stakes. And um, I really haven't looked back since. Yeah, I can tell that analytical mind has served you well throughout every element of your interest, because you're always looking at it from that, that uh, analytical side. And, you know, you mentioned that it was a combination of so many of your interests. And I find that for myself as well. Like, that's what drew me to crypto. I was like, oh my goodness, there's people that like economics and monetary policy, but also memes and exciting potential to make a lot of money. I, I love all this stuff, right? I, I, this, I can't do anything else, right? Uh, so you had mentioned kind of like following your interest and, and it leading you down these different paths. And you mentioned that you're now kind of shifting maybe away from some of that more trading type of hedge fund type activity to more um, interesting stuff. So tell us, Dustin, like where's your interest and passion taking you today and, and where are you interested in working and, and where are you headed? Yeah, yeah, really great question. Um, so I've always loved alternative investments. Um, it, it, it's for you know trading, it, it's about... It's about accepting what's really happening. And so there's all of these, you know, there's something called the mosaic theory when it comes to um, to trading, where it is that you're able to, if you can put together um, disparate facts and some sort of tapestry and trade from it and, and make money, it's perfectly legal. Right? And I've always loved that idea. And so with that, the market always keeps you honest. And so you trade the you trade what's actually happening. You know, you don't trade in, in a bubble, right? And so I've always I've always really enjoyed that. Um, then you look at venture capital, where you're able to you're creating markets, right? And so where you think to yourself, this should be there's something that we should do or something that we should have. There's these massive pain points that no one's addressing, and I would love to be able to build that. 
right? And so as a venture capitalist, you, you realize that you're able to fund these teams along the axis of, of things that you would like to see created, right? And so you can end up shaping building industries. I've always been very attracted to that. And then, um, and then you know, one major thing has always been leverage. And so I think to myself, um, you know, if, if, if you spend, you know, an hour of time and you get, you know, one hour of time ended up giving you back 10 hours or, or a hundred hours, or, you know, um, or you, you know, we spend $1, you can end up making 200 bucks or 2 million bucks. Right. I've, I've always been attracted to that because I realized that that, you know, it's either work smart or you work hard. Right. And I've always, as, as a mantra for my school, unofficial mantra for my school, we like to do both. And so, um, so with that, um, once the business was being acquired, you know, I thought to myself, what should I be doing? So I was speaking with some of my friends and, um, and they're, they're in, they're in the, they're in venture capital as well. And, um, and they do a, a number of other things in related to crypto. They said, Hey, you know, would you be interested in you know, running some money for us? And I said, yeah, you know, I think that's always been a long-term goal of mine. And, um, and from there, you know, it's really just dovetailed into when thinking about the structure of what really needs to, what, what do we really need as investors in the space? And so originally I thought to myself, we would do my background is in, we look for tokens. So creating a portfolio and, and, and thinking about, you know, efficient frontiers and, and risk adjusted returns, et cetera, et cetera. And then from there, you know, it really dovetails into when you think about it, we really start looking at the different coins you have these really early token um, investments, you know, where let's say like a file coin a couple of years ago, or, or even back in 2016, Ethereum, where people invest in Ethereum and, and Ethereum, um, as it be, as it hits the, the, the mainstream, then it, be, then it unlocks liquidity, right? And so as we're looking and we realize this now, as I, I know uh, some of the projects we've all invested in, a lot of it is almost, it, it's VC-like where you're investing in, in, in the projects and the team because you know there's a deep need there. And then from that, where you're, you're on, the, on the very precipice of, of, of VC-like investments, then it starts to shift and it's a spectrum going from, you know, even when you look at, say, Avalanche. Avalanche, you could say, is a, a deeply liquid, right? They, they're a deeply liquid L1, uh, lots of liquidity, you know, lots of developers, lots of users. They're just launching subnets, which is one of their key features, right? And so when you start thinking to yourself between that, that spectrum, all these tokens are, 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 as I said, on that, that same spectrum, but you start having this, this, you start having the necessitates of multi-stage fund, where it is that you can have, uh, you're looking at projects we all see that we're all excited about, that we know are game changers. And people who we know are, are moving and shaking because most of our research takes place on Twitter and discords and, 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 and not, you know, any centralized news source. Um, where does it, when we see these new projects coming out, we, we see that they're, they're clear winners. And so you would like to be able to, to skate where the puck is going for your investors. And so that necessitates a VC on. And then as, as these projects, like I mentioned, Ethereum become to mature, then you, then you want to manage them as a portfolio. And so that necessitates them to a portfolio. And then you have everything almost in between, you have NFTs and these yield products and, and et cetera, et cetera, 
Or you can think to yourself, well, hey, you know, we just returned a couple million dollars of cash, or we, we're now we're a couple million, we've liquidated some position, um, we have a couple million dollars here, and you go with stable coins, where they're 40 to 80% returns, um, um, APY per year, which is still a very valid and stable strategy that you can you can provide for your investors. And so that's that's how it is that we really think about it, Octopi Capital. And that's what we're, we're, we're building, and that's the story in which we're telling our investors. That's really interesting. I, that's that's an interesting strategy where you you know you have a portion of it, you know, focusing on early stage, getting in there with those ideas, those use cases that you know the industry needs, and then you kind of move over to the middle of the ones that have shown promise, that have taken some growth, they're being profitable, and then finally, you know, that that portfolio piece where you can kind of see the total landscape of what's going on and finding return where it presents itself. So that's that's a, that's a pretty holistic uh, approach to it as opposed to I just want to get in there with early seed money and uh, see if it turns out. And, you know, one out of 10 is a, is a jackpot and that's all we need, you know, which is traditional, you know, uh, VC type of approach, you know, just kind of spray the money around, hope something sticks and is a big winner, you know. I'm glad it's a little more well thought out than that. Uh, absolutely. Oh, you know, the real the real motivation behind this is, you know, I think to, to myself, you know, my, my parents or, you know, uh, any anyone who just really wants exposure to crypto. And then, you know, it's such, as we all know, it's a night and day business, 24-7. can be extremely exhausting. And so if someone wants, to, if, if anyone needs exposure, you'd like to be able to give them it and give it to them in a real thought um and really thoughtful manner and so um i mean you know when you start looking at infrastructure you know over the next 10 to 15 years i think you know vc investments in crypto are, are that's where we're going to see a massive shift right uh, we all know that you know, crypto as of right now is around two trillion dollar market cap right where the DeFi is somewhere between 200 300 billion right um with that you know you have insurance a six trillion dollar marketplace you have uh, capital marks, $100 trillion, right? Um, and there's this really great quote where the onus is that crypto is not a subset of finance. Finance is a subset of crypto. And so what that means is that, and as we're seeing, all this stuff is, is going on to the blockchain. And, you know, I'm not going to argue about which one as of right now. I think that would be a much longer podcast. But when we start looking at how... Um, while we're transferring risk and we're thinking about uh, even even processes. I think we all discussed uh, for a long time how much easier it would have been if we had a crypto infrastructure um, already where they were giving out that, uh, you know, 1400 bucks or whatever to every every person. You know, if you had this crypto infrastructure, they could do it immediately. It wasn't, any, no one was working overtime. It wasn't, you know, everything could be verified right there on chain. And so we're seeing a lot of really, really great things with identity and credentials going online, um, you know, anonymous, uh, you know, on-chain messaging. There's just a lot of really great things that would simplify our lives, even when you think about mortgages, right? You know, I was I was uh, reading about this company who were, I guess, to issue a mortgage is something like 1,500 basis points um, at the very least, and they were able to reduce that by utilizing blockchain and like putting putting their, their just something like things like their ID, on the, on the blockchain, um, on a private blockchain, of course, um, and then putting things like their credit report, things like that, where it is that you didn't have to have each 
each vendor didn't have to verify that, you know, this is their ID, this is their Experian credit report, blah, blah, blah. End up shaving around 800 basis points off the issuance of, of, uh, of a mortgage. And I mean, and that is extremely competitive. And so there's things that we see, uh, we see the, the blockchain is creeping into almost every facet of our life because it's how we communicate, how we transfer risk, we transfer money, which ultimately is a very human endeavor. Absolutely. And you can't really imagine doing anything else once you're in this industry. Right? Like once you've gotten the, the taste of this, like it's just something you can't shake. And so I'd, I'd love to hear from you, Dustin, like what might be your advice for somebody who's listening to this, who is super interested and compelled to, to hear a lot of what you're describing and maybe they're newer in their journey. Like we call our podcast TradFi to DeFi because we're kind of helping people along this journey into the rabbit hole of crypto. What, what might be your advice for somebody that's interested in doing something like you someday? Um, well, two things. One is uh, first, you need a great network. And to do that, I'd highly recommend TradFi to DeFi. There is, you know, everyone. And I didn't pay you to say that before you, before you said it. I said, John, did you pay him? No. <laughs> you guys pay me in friendship and smiles and, and, and great alpha. <laughs> that's what it is. You, you pay me in alpha. That's <laughs> Pay me an alpha. That's good. And that's what we try to do. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, amazing. I mean, you know, so first you got to, you have to be able to ask the, the, the dumb questions. Right. And so then you also have to spend some time with you just going down the rabbit hole. And so it's, it could be, every business would be a lonely business. And so that's why you know, I, that's why joining, you know, chat by the e fire or any other group of guys, you ever need your network of guys and you're the disappear guys or girls. Um, people rather, um, to, to really nerd out with and, and people who can and tell you, you know, John, you, you've told me a lot of, a lot of projects where you say, Hey, you know, there's a, uh, did you miss there? They're taking a snapshot. You should hurry up and put your coins in here, you know, or get, get into this uh, NFT project. It's a really great, you know, budding yielding NFT project. Right. Um, you can't be everywhere at once. And so you need something that can filter out the signal from the noise. Right. And so um, a lot of times I recommend, you know, going on Twitter, um, reading as much as you can on on um, on medium pages, et cetera, et cetera. Just finding your finding your resources. And as I always tell any as I tell anyone who's who's trying to enter into any field, I think Finding your daily resources that you can go to, um, such as you know TechMeme, and um, I think I, I, I really like the FinTech Blueprint as well. The Block has really great, really great um, research. Bankless, of course, where we all met. How could I uh, forget to bring those guys up? But where you begin to find your resources of high quality uh, education material, it just ups your game so much faster where the things that you were thinking about, oh, I need to research flash loans or liquid staking or et cetera, et cetera. Someone just was singing the same thing as and provided a nice 10, 15 minute read of the walkthrough you can read and you'll become a slightly more dangerous in that, that one aspect. And so um, and I think the only thing I would say is, is, is to seek to, to give back. You know, seek to push that information forward to people as much as you possibly can, the things that you learn. And, um, and that's just a being of value. And so with that, you'll learn more and, and teaching other people 
of Xilin as well. And so the whole thing just becomes this really uh, virtuous circle. That's, that's interesting. I, I know information and news is really important. It's, it's essential. Um, and you, you pointed out a, a couple good ones. But there's also a downside, and there's things to avoid or, you know, put your antennas up and go, okay, this isn't quite, can you give just a, a minute or two of, of where not to go or when you hear a certain thing, kind of like, okay, I'm not too sure about this resource because really for somebody new in, in the space, they tend to, oh, wow, everything's true. Well, it, if it's on the internet, of course it's true, right? But, you know, in crypto, the same thing is 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 true, that you have to be discerning and know when not to follow either advice or a tip somebody gives you. And, uh, you know, so is there one or two things you kind of red flags that you might get when you're like, okay, this isn't really where I should be? Yeah, yeah. Um, first, one thing that we always talk about is, is being mindful of how much uh, capital you have to risk. Right. Um, you know, that's one of the first things that I always talk about where, you know, if any sort of investment, any sort of trade, especially with that crypto, it's about risking something that's, that you're comfortable with. So if you're, if you're thinking to yourself, um, if someone says, Hey, you, you have a hundred bucks to do crypto. You have a hundred dollars. Please don't go and use your credit card and, you know, and, and take out other sorts of things in which, which will put you behind the proverbial people, right? Um, make sure, so know how much you can risk, know your risk tolerance, right? And then from there, it's about really assessing, uh, really their, their truthiness. And so that goes hand in hand with knowing how much you can risk. Like if you only have a hundred bucks or a thousand dollars, you say to yourself, I want to risk, uh, I think to myself, I want to put, I want to invest in 10 projects. It's a hundred dollars each and you have a hundred dollars per project. And so as you think about it as practice, and you think about it as things where, you know, you have, you have these requirements for requirements for returns. So if you want a, a one X return, or as we were saying, you go stable coins, get a 40% return, which in any other market is fantastic, right? But in crypto, we, everyone tries to do 10 X, right? Everyone wants a 10 X return. And so you think to yourself, okay, so with that, I only need to, with 10 investments, I make one to next return. I'm still back. I'm, I'm back home, right? And you know, and so I think um, I think one thing that I've always have found out as well, and this is true in the traditional markets as well as crypto, is that no one has a, a magic eight ball. And so when someone tells you that markets going up to you know Bitcoin, hundred thousand, five hundred thousand. You know, Ethereum is going to be 30000 by the end of the year, et cetera, et cetera, right? It's to be mindful that if, if anyone can read the future, right? most experts, we look at any political experts, experts when they, they talk about any sort of, um, um, you know, election, most of them are wrong. And so it's the same thing with every expert. They tend to be wrong. And so it's really Thinking to yourself, mind, being mindful when someone says, you know, this, uh, you know, Thor is a great, it's a great project. It can't possibly fail, right? There's always, always leave room for Murphy, right? Murphy's law: what can go wrong will go wrong. If you leave a seat for Murphy, it will save you a lot of trouble. And so that goes back to my my first thing I said: is know how much you have to risk, 
and, and, and risk that amount. And so if you want to make more money, figure out a way for you to shift that risk reward ratio. Versus say, hey, you know, um, I spend one dollar, I get ten dollars back if I'm right. You know, then you say, hey, I risk one dollar, and I want to, I want to get all these projects where I can make a thousand dollars. You know, and, and so that's to make it worth it. All I have to do is make you know one of those projects per year, get that right, and then just build a process around it. You know, and I think um, I think we all have our processes with information and and, and risk management and. When to when to take money and when uh, when to walk away from it, right? Which I know we've talked about for a few of our uh, our duds. Yeah, that's really really good insight because uh, we're all trying to figure this out together, and that's why we created TradFi to DeFi to try and create a place where you can have your friends and colleagues and, and fellow DGens, as we like to say, all exploring and figuring this stuff out. And I just wanted to kind of repeat a couple of the items you said, Dustin, because they were so great. So. You, so step one was join TradFi to DeFi. I think that's a great idea. Uh, step two was learn from good sources. And we do try to aggregate as many of those good sources in TradFi to DeFi as we can. Uh, number three, you said was give back and get involved and try to find ways of, of paying it forward. Um, and then and some things to avoid, you were saying, be mindful of your capital, how much you're risking and, and be smart about that. And think about how you're entering the space with what you have, because you the goal is never lose money, but that's often what ends up happening. You come into the space with money and then you sometimes it goes somewhere else and you don't know where it is. Um, and then you said, leave a seat for Murphy. And I think that's really, really good advice because there are so many black swan type events, uh, especially in crypto that people just don't really anticipate or think about. Um, and I think you've given us a lot of really helpful stuff to think about, Dustin. Um, but yeah, so I think, I think we kind of covered most everything here and I, and I wanted to uh, just make sure that people had a chance to reach out to you and, and learn more about what you were doing, Dustin. And so um, besides joining TradFi to DeFi, which we encourage everybody who's listening to do that, where can folks reach you and learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so we start up our, our Twitter, um, Octopi Capital. So I think that's a really great place where you start seeing, we're going to be posting a lot more um, articles and research pieces there. And uh, and I think one thing that I'm, I'm really mulling over is adding, uh, you know, top five um, pieces of, of news articles per week. Things that things that I'm reading, things that I found just uh, very topical within the crypto markets in, in general. And uh, just a way to, to, to really start the conversation with things that we're all looking at, we all find exciting. For instance, you know, the wormhole um, export. We may find a very great article in that, you know, and so versus having everyone else go and try to find the best article about it. There's things that, that if we're passing around, especially even traffic out of DeFi, you read articles like that, um, we'll be able to pass that, that along as well. And so um, I think at Octopi Capital would be the best way. Excellent. Well, John, any other questions for Dustin before we close out here? No, no, no questions. Just uh, just thank you for being our first guest and uh, being awesome. And uh, it was easy because we know you. And uh, and I, and good luck in the future. And, and I think... Uh, you're going to be inspiring some people uh, as they watch this podcast because uh, it's it is it's daunting, but it's doable. Hard work pays off, and uh, and you're an example of that. We want everyone to get to know Dustin as well as John and I know Dustin, uh, and we, we can't be selfish and just keep you all to ourselves. So uh, reach out to Dustin if you guys are interested in learning more about what he's doing. Uh, he's always in Discord as well, along with John and I. Again, this is the TradFi to DeFi podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, risks and dis disclaimers, of course. None of this is financial advice. And for mostly informational purposes, don't go 
throw it all away on some meme coin just because you may have heard it here. And uh, as always, we're here to help you on your journey from TradFi to DeFi. So please don't hesitate to reach out. Thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you on the next one.